I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the icon of vacations. Icon of the seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. First things first, the Warriors are back in the finals. So what does it mean for Kevin Durant? Kevin Durant. Celtics are a game away from joining Golden State. Do they close it out tonight? And one, Stephen Curry wins the first ever Magic Johnson Award for Western Conference Finals MVP. Good Friday morning, everyone. Welcome to First Things First alongside (laughs) Nick Wright. Sorry, the laugh was inappropriately timed. Chris Broussard, Kevin Wilds. Nick, you okay, buddy? I think... The world wants to just make sure before we start a two-hour show that you're in a good place. Mentally, Say Nick. Nick. You, uh, There's something with my voice. Is, it, I'm there you go. Well, is there something wrong with the bass? <laughs> I don't feel... I, yeah, I don't know. The hot tea? I'm try, I'm gonna try Expect to technical today. difficulties on Nick's end. Do your Nick's best, camera buddy. coming soon. Oh, boy. Nick Wright. I'm just going to say it. I'm not going to say it with bass. I'm just going to say it regularly. In 178 playoff series, no team has ever come back from a 4-1 deficit. Mavs and Warriors, here we go. The road ends here for Dallas. This was Golden State from start to finish. Luka put up 28, but shot just 10 for 28 from the field. Warriors back in the finals for the sixth time in eight years. Dallas going home. Here's Luka after the loss. I don't like losing, especially not like this. I play like terrible. Uh, but uh, if we say on our season, we talk about the season, uh, I'm really proud of this team and everybody, every player, every staff member. Uh, nobody had us here, uh, but I promise we fought till the end, you know. Uh, congratulations to Warriors. They were obviously the better team, uh, but, you know, I'm really proud of this team. Nick, you've been riding with Luca. So what are your final thoughts now with the season officially over? Well, Jenna, yesterday was a really tough day for me. And it was a tough day. You know, it started off terribly because, and this will maybe shock my colleagues here, but this is a 100% true statement of fact. I knew yesterday was going to go poorly when around 5.30 p.m., I found out from first-hand sources that Kevin Wilds doesn't consider me a friend. Got a call from someone that said, hey, I asked Wilds if he's made any new <laughs> friends in the last three years. And his answer was no. And I'm like, well, that's intriguing that because was... I met Wilds <laughs> in the last three years. <laughs> well, <laughs> Without context. Well, it's true. 
So I was like, oh, that's not great for me. You know, a guy, a buddy of mine, well, I thought a buddy of mine doesn't even think of me as a friend. Just someone he has to work with. Um, and then I watched Luca, my large adult Slovenian son, play poorly in an elimination game for the first time since he was 13 years old. And that night he had stayed up all night playing Halo. And I told him, get to bed. You have a big game tomorrow. And he's like, Dad, I got it. And then it was terrible, and it was terrible. So, listen, I, as a, you know, I'm a gambler, and many a night at the Baccarat table, brew, I have just been flying high. And I have an opportunity to cash out my chips with a nice, healthy bounty. And instead, I have visions of them, like, building a statue of me in front of the casino, the man who broke us. And you know how those nights end? Much like last night ended with me like I had so much and now I have so little. I was I was the rightest man in America on Suns Mavs and now somehow I'm the wrongest man in America on Mavs Warriors because I did say this series was going to end in five and it did. But it was the old reversal. And so it's not great. Uh, so the Mavs, however, should feel a little better than me. Here's what I will say about the Mavs quickly, Brew. I think the Mavs had a wonderful season. I think Luka proved he is without question one of the three best players in the sport. I also think the Mavs need to figure out the Jalen Brunson question. Is he good enough to be Luka's second star? I don't think he is. And Luka, and I say this, Brew, from a place of love, he must, he's old enough now, he's accomplished enough now, he must come into next season in better shape. Because if they are not able to get a second star, he is going to have to do everything again. And what we have seen is you can only do everything for so long, particularly if you're not in tip-top shape. The best players in the world historically, LeBron, Giannis, hell, Steph Curry, they are in amazing physical conditioning. And Luke is not. So that's the part of his game he needs to work on. The Mavs have some team-building stuff to work on as far as co-stars. And I have some, you know, bridge loans to take out because of this series. But aside from that, I'm all right. I know I can't ask Wilds for a bridge loan, Brew, because he's not my friend. Stop. But maybe you, you'll help me out. But go ahead. No, it's happened, well, Wilds. Look, Listen, Nick, man. Yes, no, not I, I do. I do. Unlike some people on the panel, I consider you a friend. Ever since we met six years Thank ago. You. At the Newark Airport for lunch. Uh, Newark Airport. That. That's so right. yes, you're my buddy. Of course. I'm not gonna pounce. I Classy could. Joint. What do you meet? I could New talk York about Airport? you know yeah. the way I've regrouped from a couple bad picks early in the playoffs, but I won't. And I'm gonna okay. give you this, Nick. I will give you this. <laughs> Picking Dallas to beat Phoenix, you went out on a limb, and that was a good pick. It proved to be a good pick. So you can definitely hold your chest out about that. Um, but I think the Mavs, to your point, they had a great season. Luka was phenomenal. They honestly have nothing to hang their heads about. They went further than everyone except Nick predicted that they would. And so they had a great year. And Nick, you talked about Luka and his improvement. I think Luka proved uh, that... I wouldn't go as far as you to say he's already an all-time great playoff performer. I still think he needs more games to do that. I think he needs probably to win a championship before we're really going to say that. But he's en route. 
He is in route when you look at his individual ability and production, the impact he has on winning, and the team success he's had so far in only his fourth year at 23 years old. He's on course to become an all-time, all-time great. But it's going to come down to winning championships, and you know that. All right, no matter how well he does individually, if he doesn't win rings, he's only going so high. And here's the thing. You mentioned him getting in better shape, but there are other things they need to work on. He talked about his defense getting better next year, having to get better. And I like the fact that he addressed that. And all he has to do is be engaged. He's not going to be a phenomenal defender. But if he's engaged, if he puts forth the effort, partly by being in better shape, that'll help him. Right. But Nick, I don't think... And this is why I didn't pick them to win this series, or one reason at least. I don't. I think you can only go so far. I think there's a ceiling when you're a one-man show. All right, LeBron never won it, you know, by himself. Michael Jordan never won it doing everything. Wilt Chamberlain never won it when he averaged 50 and 44 and 38 and 37. All right, uh, this has a ceiling, absolutely. And even throw in even James Harden, if you like. And what the Mavericks need to do is find a way that they can look at film. This is a lot, this looks a lot like LeBron's first stint in Cleveland. After 07, when they lost to the Spurs in the finals, all of us, I, I imagine, were thinking, oh, LeBron's about to win it with Cleveland, with this team. Even though they don't have a second guy, he's winning it pretty soon. And he couldn't because it really hasn't been done. And they need to find a way to maximize a second star alongside Luka. It probably will have to be Jalen Brunson initially, even though he's not on that level. But a second star is not, I don't know that he's going to want to go play with Luka. Because well, so can if I, you're a guy that can create your own shot, can go off the dribble, can create stuff for other teammates, it I don't know how excited you're going to be about playing next to Luka. And they can do well, it, but, but there's they got to figure out the perfect way to do it. Can I just respond to that quickly? Because I've heard, listen, the... Though Wilt didn't win when he averaged 50 and Michael didn't win when he was averaging 35, I think it's a little misleading. The year Wilt averaged 50, for the record, they lost in seven, game seven by two points to Bill Russell. So, like, they, they were good enough to win the title. They were a bucket away from, and they lost to an all-time dynasty. Jordan didn't change. You look at Jordan's playoff averages, field goal attempts, all of it. When they won their second and third titles, he was nearly 30 shots per game. The, the, why did they win then? He didn't change. They got another great player he in Scotty Pippen. He wasn't ball dominant. That's no, what it was the system. That, he wasn't okay, ball you, that's dominant. Fair, but, but, he was okay, not that, the that's system. That's a fair point. The system was the no, trade. No, no, that's, Luke that's is correct. the system. That's correct. But my, I guess the point I would make is this, Wilds. First of all, we don't know that this is the way Luca wants to play as opposed to the way Luca has to play. Agreed. Because he's never had a top 50 player in the league alongside him until maybe Jalen Brunson this time. And I do agree, Wilds, that a Luca, who's another ball dominant great player, a, a, a Luca LeBron in his prime. Uh, that pairing kind of wouldn't make sense. But a Luca 
prime Clay Thompson or a Luca Joel Embiid or a Luca, another guy like you've said, yeah. Kevin Durant. There are other stars right. that don't have to have the ball all the time that I do think those pairings would work. So I just I think we need to see how Luca would if, if react you, if there was a great player to defer to. Quickly, quickly. I agree. Like LeBron got D Wade. LeBron got Kyrie and yes. Anthony Davis. If Luka can get a teammate that good, top five, top seven teammate, yeah, they can win it even playing this way because they'll be so good. But if they don't, if you just get like a regular all-star who's really good, I don't know yeah. if it's going to work. No, were you like Rudy Gobert? Rudy Gobert might be uh, being traded soon. Maybe the Rudy Gobert-Luka matchup that Nick has been dreaming about. Oh, love one yeah, guy, dislike that. another one. I guess I got to just like them both now. Mm. Uh, all right, so here's my take, Nick, and I want your feedback on it. I think there's too yeah. much optimism in the Western Conference. Everyone got eliminated or didn't make the playoffs, and they sit back and say, sure. you know what? We'll be better next year. The Lakers will be better. The Pelicans will be better. Chris Paul's like, we're going to be back. The Mavs will be better. All oh, the Blazers. Everyone thinks they're going to be better. I almost think that Mark Cuban and Nico need to go into this offseason pessimistic. They need to go pessimistic like, you know what? We might not be better. This might be the ceiling of where we're at and we have to aggressively move. And here's why. I know it's a year ago. But we were saying the same stuff about Trey Young. We can look at the numbers Trey Young put up. And granted, he got swept and uh, Luka won one game. But Trey Young was doing the same thing. Same draft class. No, he like, was Man, mm. the Hawks are moving. We're, we're he headed wasn't. in the right direction. Mm. Oh, John Collins is so good. But these no. numbers are the same, and the Hawks flamed out this They're year. So, look, I, I think the Mavs need to be way more aggressive than like, hey, run it back. you got to go hard, hard, hard after a star, or you could be in the same spot the Hawks are in. All right, I agree with the go hard after a star. I don't believe, Trey, those, those particular numbers might be similar. The impact on the game between Trey and Luka is, is demonstrably different. And however weak of a defender Luka is, he's not Trey Young on that end. I also That's agree fair. with you, the West is going to be brutal. What the Mavs have going for them is they have the best player in the conference. And so they are going to be live, and they do get Tim Hardaway Jr. back, who had been Luka's best teammate his whole time there uh, until the emergence of Jalen Brunson. But, yeah, it, they, they need to get better to win a title. There's no question about it. Not to, not to be lost in all this, Warriors won. Who are they going to play? Talk about it on the other side. First things first. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg. This is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
Check out your happy price, price line. First things first. All right, so it's the Warriors coming out of the West. They will meet either Miami or Boston. Celtics took control in game five to take a 3-2 series lead. Boston can close it out tonight at home. One win away from the first finals trip in 12 years. Draymond Green thinks he knows how it'll play out. Take a listen. Still undetermined who you're going to play in the next round. Who would you like to play? I mean, be honest. I think both. I think both teams are tough. Uh, you know, Boston create uh, causes problems, especially offensively. Draymond. Their defense is incredible. How long we been boys, Draymond? I want the honest answer, Draymond. Hey, you're asking me who I want to play. I'm gonna yes. tell you who I think we're gonna play. We're gonna play Boston. Okay. That's, that's okay. That's who we're gonna play. Thank you. That's the Draymond I know. All right, Broussard, Draymond, is that it? How confident are you that Boston's going to close it out tonight? Jenna, I'm as confident as Jay-Z in front of a microphone. As Steph Curry (laughs) at the free throw line. As Uh Nick Wright used to be in his Versace robes until this humbling this week took place. All right, that's how confident I am. If I was any more confident, it'd be illegal. I'd be arrested. All right, this thing is over, just like (laughs) I said a few weeks ago. Even when it was 2-1 Miami, I never wavered. Boston, three straight wins. All right, so they're taking care of this thing in six games. They're the better team. They're the more talented team. They're the healthier team. They have all the momentum, and they are at home. All right, and they don't want Golden State to have all this rest while they have to play in a game seven on Sunday. All right, so they're going to take care of business. I think Jason Tatum, their superstar, has been, we all know his pattern has been this series up and down, literally. Down game one, up game two, down, up, down. He was up in the second half of game five, but his statistics weren't great, wasn't great in, in the first half. I think he takes off from where he started in the second half last game and has an awesome game, maybe his best of the series. And furthermore, Nick, I think Miami is worn down. Obviously, they're banged up, but they're also mentally and physically worn down. And that's what Boston's defense does to you over the course of a series. If you are an other, meaning a role player, or if you're a star who's injured, By the end of the series, man, or late in the series, you are done. So, Matt, we saw it in Milwaukee where the others started struggling late in the series, missing shots, missing open threes. Max Struess hadn't hit a shot in two games, three games. Kyle Lowry struggling. So this is going to be Boston, Nick, closing it out tonight. And I I think you know that as well. Well, listen, if Miami is, if their health is anything like it was in game five, then they're drawing dead. If they get, if, if Tyler Hero doesn't play and Jimmy Butler is a shell of himself and Kyle Lowry is, you know, recreating his best pre Kawhi Leonard playoff moments while in Miami, which were not great playoff moments. I know everyone has put Kyle Lowry in the Hall of Fame. That playoff, that basketball <laughs> reference playoff page is a kind of grisly one. Uh, uh, I, I, I get it. However, Brew mentioned two groups of players for the Miami Heat. Injured stars and role players. There's one guy that is supposed to be 
a star and is healthy. And if the Heat have any yep. chance tonight, he needs to show up. That guy is Bam Adebayo. Bam Adebayo is, a, is someone that I think I once on one of my NBA pyramids had in the top 25, like around 25, 26, and Heat fans told me I had him too low. Bam Adebayo stared down, was the Yacht, remember when he's the Giannis stopper? Bam Adebayo is a guy that is looked at, at times, as one of the best young pieces in the league. Bam Adebayo cannot have his lunch eaten by an injured Robert Williams, by an annoying Grant Williams, right. and by an ancient Al Horford. If the Heat are going to have any chance, Bam Adebayo, it, it can't just be he's a switchable, excellent defender. It's got to be not shocking if he scores 25-plus points. And so right. I know, Wilds, yesterday we were joking about, you know, what's, is Joel Embiid trying to get to Miami? And I don't think Daryl would ever trade Joel. But the, the idea for Miami was supposed to be, we don't need a center. We have Bam Adebayo. He's an all-NBA caliber center, literally an all-NBA caliber center. Well, if they're going to have any chance with Jimmy banged up and Kyle banged up and Hero banged up, Bam needs to win that matchup resoundingly. And I, he's had one good game this series, yeah. and it was the game Time Lord was out. And so, and so maybe I've yep. overrated Bam, but if I have, then a lot of people no. have. He's supposed to be one of the best yeah, young I players in the league. I don't think you have overrated Bam, and we see when Robert Williams is not there, he played great. Mm. And I'm like, oh my goodness, it's back to the old Bam. I think just everyone is underrating Robert Williams. I, I think he's obviously shown here that he is a great defender, and I'm looking forward to seeing what he's going to do against the Warriors. Broussard, I know you said you're going to be so you're so confident. If you were more confident, you would be arrested. So I I, I don't want that to be on the board. So I'm just going to take it down. Your <laughs> I'm less confident than you. And here's why. Wow. Jimmy ha is obviously no hurt. Surprise. This knee is bothering him. He was shooting those air balls last game. Uh, he's got no lift on his jumper. He's not getting to the free throw line. If we can show how many times he was getting to the free throw line in the first two games versus these last three games. But here's the thing. If this is a leave it all out on the floor type of game, I think that's what Jimmy's going to do. And the weirdest thing about this graphic is like, oh, he's just not being aggressive. He is getting taking a lot of shots, Broussard. He's 4 for 18 right. in Game 5, and before that he was 3 for 14. So, like, he is taking shots. They're just not going down. So if he still has this type of shot volume and he's kind of playing free and, like, I just don't care anymore, I'm going to leave it all, all out on the floor, I, I, I'm not as confident as you. I'm, I'll still, I'd still be worried about the superstar Jimmy. But here's the thing. I think Jimmy's always leaving it all out on the floor. Like, I, I think he was trying in the last two games. He just doesn't have it. Uh. You mentioned the legs. Obviously, it's a knee injury, and I think that's what's hurting him on his jump shot. He's not getting any lift, and I don't see that changing in the, what, a day, two days that he's had to rest. So, yeah. Arrest me. All right, well, Celtics looking to close the heat tonight. That's not going to happen, Broussard, uh, the arresting. Well, we're switching gears. Let's get to the <laughs> NFL. Is Mahomes a little... This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. 
Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Time to run the no huddle. OTAs have kicked off around the league. As you know, these are optional for players. Lamar Jackson, who still does not have a long-term deal, opted to skip them. Ravens president Sashi Brown says he doesn't think there's any reason for alarm. I do. Nobody asked me. Broussard, is Lamar skipping OTAs a big deal? Watch, you're going to say, or no big deal? Well, Jenner, I don't think it's a big deal in terms of meaning Lamar doesn't want to be in Baltimore or that he's upset or bothered by the contract negotiations. But I do think it's a big deal in that I think Lamar maybe blowing it. And I mean blowing it this entire offseason, mainly by not signing the lucrative long-term contract extension that, by all reports, the Ravens are just waiting to give him. All right, and, and reports, and even the owner of the Ravens have come out and said publicly, Lamar is so focused on winning a Super Bowl, it's almost like he feels like he's not worthy. That's a quote of getting the money. Like he wants to win the Super Bowl, then get the huge money. Sure, if he wins a Super Bowl next year, the contract will be much bigger than it was this would be this offseason. But Lamar is coming off two straight down seasons, statistically, production-wise, throwing and running, and he's coming off a year in which he was injured. I think he needs to be in OTAs, getting reps with these this new receiving core after he lost Hollywood Brown, getting reps with the new rookie center they drafted, and getting himself prepared to have his best year, especially if for some strange reason, he's not gonna sign the extension. And Nick, I just think by not going to OTAs, I don't think the Ravens are totally upset, but it does create a little more tension in the organization and between organization and Lamar to the point that if he gets hurt next year and doesn't sign the extension, gets hurt next year, or his production continues to drop, then it's gonna be easier for them to be like, you know what? Maybe we don't need to pay him $50 million a year for the next five years. So I just think he needs to go ahead and sign that extension and get in camp or OTAs. Well, I'm glad you're focused on the extension part because that's also where I'm focused. Listen, I will never criticize football players for skipping off-season stuff that's not mandatory. I feel like I'm the only person that remembers this, but a decade ago, the owners locked the players out and killed them in the negotiations. One of the only concessions the players got was fewer mandatory off-season days. And then the moment the players got it, the teams tried to make the non-mandatory days de facto mandatory days. I wouldn't be bothered if an entire team didn't show up for OTAs. Like, that is what you negotiated. Your union got you. And then the the teams put the screws to the players that could be cut or have their salaries cut or anything like that to where the optional stuff ends up becoming mandatory. I don't show up to a hell of a lot of work things that aren't mandatory. I'm sure a lot of the viewers don't either. So I don't blame players for not showing up to that. In regards to the negotiation stuff, Wilds, Here's the, I think one of two things is happening. 
Either A, the Ravens' lucrative long-term deal is one of those fake money deals. It's $44 million a year, but it's one and a half years guaranteed. That it's, you know, it's a play-by-year, pay-by-year deal. And I wouldn't sign that if I were Lamar. The, only, the other option is it's a real contract offer. And Lamar is being what I would consider incredibly reckless. Because given his style of play, given his body frame, given his own injury history, he is not a guy that I think should be rolling the dice, doing the Kirk Cousins thing of, well, I'm going to hit free agency eventually and end up being one of the richest players ever. I understand why some quarterbacks would want to do that. They would say, Kirk Cousins is mediocre, and he's going to be one of the highest paid players in NFL history because he's one of the only starting quarterbacks to ever truly hit free agency. Lamar, it's such a risk. So if they're offering him a real contract, I think he should sign it. It's a great organization, excellent head coach, and you'd have lifetime financial stability. If they're offering him a fake contract that we're not hearing about because he doesn't have a real agent to where the agent would then leak to the media, ah, the Ravens are saying they're offering him all this. It's nonsense. Like that could be working against him. But something funny is happening with Lamar and the contract stuff. I don't care at all about the OTA stuff. I care a little bit about the OTAs. And here's the thing. I made a, a nice little worry meter of how much I'm worried about people missing OTAs. Brady and uh, Aaron Rodgers are like, not only are we not going, we're going golfing and we're telling the world about it. At the same time, the other two guys who are going golfing, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, are at OTAs. Russell Wilson's at OTAs. So there is a little bit, I've got Lamar, and I'm like, eh, I guess it's not a big deal. Is it a big deal that Kyler's not there? <clears throat> yeah, a little bit more. It's a very big deal that Debo's not there. So I would actually move Lamar a little bit more towards Brady's side. I move Kyler a little bit more to Debo's mm. side. So it's a medium big deal. But it, if he starts deleting social media, oh, ho, 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 watch out. That's when the negotiations get fierce, Jenna. As soon as you start deleting Instagram posts. <laughs> All right. Well, while Lamar is skipping Ravens OTAs, you mentioned it. Mahomes on hand with the Chiefs. Probably a good idea. He needs to build some chemistry after Tyree Kill's departure. But Mahomes doesn't seem too worried about losing his all-pro wideout. Says this season is going to be everybody. It's not just going to be one guy. We're all involved. Nick, you expect Mahomes to regress without Tyree? No, of course not. I think Mahomes might, this might be the best year of his career. I think what Mahomes accomplished last, last year during the year where he solved the one defense that his entire career, the only defense that at any point in his career had given him any trouble, that we're going to take away all the deep shots, we're going to make you work underneath, actually is going to be great practice for a team that now is going to have less incentive to take as many deep shots. So the, the reason that I was okay with the Tyree Kill trade is the whole idea behind having the best quarterback in football is that you don't have to pay $30 million a year for a wide receiver. They still have the best tight end in the league. The offensive line was vastly improved, and I like the kid they drafted. So, no, I'm not, I, I, I do not expect Patrick Mahomes to regress. Patrick Mahomes is the best player in the league, and we've seen him play nearly half a dozen games without Tyreek. He averages, what, 350 yards? And a 120 passer rating without Tyreek in his career, Mahomes will be fine. Come on. 
Well, uh, Nick, you are playing fast and loose with the numbers again. Here they are without Tyreek. Uh, the numbers are good, what but not it? what you said. Four and one record. Here we go. 347 yards a game. Yards. Nice TD to interception ratio. You said 120 passer rating. Uh, that's oh, I, 103. I was literally right. doing it it's off the top It's of my okay. Head. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah. Fast oh, and loose, okay. as I said. But, but, but okay. to your point, I do agree with you, Nick. I don't think he regresses. I actually think, I, look, I think they'd love to have Tyreek, but I do think, Nick, that this will eliminate or could eliminate, should eliminate, Mahomes just throwing the ball up deep because he knew that Tyreek would outrun everybody and go get it. And sometimes that led to some turnovers. So I'm with you. It could even help him improve. But I do like the receiving core that they got. Marquez Valdez-Scantley. I'm higher on McCole Hartman than you are. And John Smith-Schuster, also known as Juju, is there. John. So, look, I think he's going to be great, and they're going to be great. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not worried, Wilds. Okay, nobody's worried. So, so last year, Tyreek Hill was one of the best weapons in the history of the NFL. And now he's not on the team and he's going to get better. And the Chiefs are all of a sudden going to be better. Okay, Jenna, I don't have any stats to back that well, up except I, common sense. Can I ask sense. question real quick? <laughs> that is common Hold sense. Uh, hey, that, that's my take. Here's Wilds? my notes. Common that's sense. Wilds, just a real question. <laughs> I, I, I'm just curious. How much did Brady regress after Moss left? Or did he win multiple MVPs immediately after Moss left? Uh, we, I'm just curious. You're the Pats fan. I'll tell you that. So I'm not we weren't undefeated. Okay, we well, you weren't undefeated the year so. with Moss either, but you did go 14-2 and two yes, immediately we we after Moss left. And you went back to the Super Bowl and what? lost to the Giants just like you did with Moss. You did literally yeah, the same think. thing. Patrick Mahomes it, Like, what are you talking about? Pat Thank you, Jenna. Patrick Mahomes is not Tom You're right. He's Jenna. far better. He's not built and doesn't quit She's on his team. Okay. Right now. No, no oh, goal potential. No, righty then. Nick, let's wow. hand out some medals. Steph Curry won the first ever Magic Johnson Award for Western Conference Finals MVP. He gets more hardware to add to his trophy case. Not a medal, though, from Nick. Huh. Nick, who made the podium from last night? Well, I, the NBA, foolishly, is not going to retroactively go back and award Conference Finals MVPs to guys who would have won it. So I'll give a bronze medal Foolish. to my 1993 Western Conference Finals MVP. Charles Barkley, the Chuckster. Hey. Charles, well done, sir. You went to battle with those scurrilous Warriors fans, those folks ah. who wouldn't know Chris Mullen if he walked in the room, but have become Warriors fans <laughs> now that it's hip and trendy. And Chuck, also, good job not literally fighting everyone like I know you wanted to. Silver medal, Kevon Looney. Oh, it was so demoralizing. Rebound after rebound after rebound. The Mavs, no problem against Rudy Gobert. No problem against DeAndre Ayton. Kavon Looney, you couldn't handle? My God, Dwight Powell, <laughs> I don't want to ever see you in a Mavs uniform again. Ever again. Dwight Powell, you're out. Yikes. Gold medal. Hey, sorry, that's how I feel. Play. It's all good just a uh, week ago. You know what the best moment was? And I should have told the producers to grab this. My apologies. Wasn't Clay's 32 points or eight threes. It was Clay jumping higher than he's jumped on any dunk of his career when he heard Steph won Western Conference MVP. 
The bond between those two, how much Clay is rooting for Steph, how much they love each other is just a beautiful thing. Maybe give a little bit of that love to Jordan Poole, who I'm not sure Clay likes at all, but Clay gets the gold. He was outstanding <laughs> yesterday. There's your medal stand from last night in the association. Look at Chuck sitting on this. Nice. Warriors are back in the finals for the sixth time in the last eight years. How should Kevin Durant feel about that? Huh? We'll check in with that. First things first. Tomorrow it's a USFL primetime showdown between the New Orleans Breakers and the Michigan Panthers. It kicks off at 9 Eastern on FS1. Then on Sunday, the Birmingham Stallions take on the Pittsburgh Maulers. That's at 2 Eastern only on Fox. So that's a look ahead. Let's take a look back at the best of week six. Nick, you got the best big man touchdown. What do you got? Oh, now this is going to be the best big man touchdown of the year. Mark it down. Look at this. Oh, ball on the ground. Pick it up. Tomasi Lolelu. Pick the Lolelu. Pardon me. Picks it up. Scoop and score. 50 yards. Much like Mac Jones. Tomasi also in the best shape of his life. Unlike Mac Jones, can run a sub 5040. I timed it. Well done, hey. sir. What a stupid score. Low blow. All right, You're Nick, sorry. let's go to Best my generals. Yeah, they were driving in the fourth, my generals. They're calling this the Philly Jersey Special. Look at Cameron Echoes Looper. He takes a reverse, throws it back to quarterback Luis Perez for a key first down. Generals punched it in. As time expired, to trample Nick's gamblers. I win again. Ah, best concentration, Kevin Wilds of the week. What do you got? Oh, my undefeated Stallions hosting the Panthers. Birmingham's Marlon Williams with the catch. Gets his helmet torn off in the process. Helps the Stallions improve to 6-0. and Still undefeated, Jenna. All right, moving on. Antoine Walker joining us now. Antoine, we're talking Warriors. They're on to the finals for the sixth time in the last eight seasons after beating the Mavs last night. They did it this year without Kevin Durant. You know, the same Kevin Durant who was swept in the first round of the postseason. But it was the closest sweep ever, though. Am I right, Broussard? Uh, certainly not <laughs> yes, what absolutely. KD... <laughs> certainly not what KD envisioned when he left the Bay for Brooklyn. Nick, I'll start with you. What does the Warriors' run to the finals mean for KD's legacy? Oh, I know KD hates these types of discussions, but we love them. So here's the deal. In the very, the most basic one is this. I think on nearly everyone's player rankings list, all-time players, I think Steph overtakes Durant if he wasn't already ahead of him. I also, I, so I think that's very basic and very simple. You're talking about the best players of an era. LeBron is a clear-cut, undeniable one. And then KD, Steph, and Giannis was looking like he would be in that discussion. I think he will end up in that discussion, but he's probably got to win more to get there. I think Steph is a clear-cut, too. But the other thing is kind of more of a macro story, and, and I'll throw this to Brew. Brew, which is... I don't think it's unfair to say folks that already had little questions about Durant's championships in the Bay Area, even though he won finals MVP and was, and I want to make this very clear, utterly exceptional in those finals. Some finals MVPs like Tony Parker's in 07, it's like, okay, somebody's got to win one. I guess give it to Tony. 
Kawhi's in 14. It's like, okay, if somebody's got to win one, he's 17 points a game, give it to Kawhi. It, Durant was unbelievable in those finals and deserved finals MVP. However, if the Warriors win a title before he gets there, and now they're back in the finals, might win the title without him, if after LeBron left Miami, if Wade and Bosch two years later had won a title, that wouldn't be great for LeBron. <laughs> if, if the year Jordan retired to go to baseball, if Pippen, and, and now that Bulls team was good and they won 50-some games, but if they had won the title, Brew, even you, the biggest, you know, wearing your, LeBron, your Michael Jordan pajamas to bed, would be like, well, that's something. It's not great. And so I, I don't think it's unfair. I don't think it's picking on Durant to say if this core, Steph, Clay, Draymond, won a title before him, and now they're back in the finals in the same year Durant loses in round one, in sweat, the only team swept in these whole playoffs, one could say these playoffs went like as poorly as possible for Durant's legacy. I think that's right. I, I agree with you, Nick, on virtually everything, but here's what I'd say. We're only trending in that direction. We're not there yet. The Warriors have to finish this off. They have to win the championship for this to really hurt Durant's legacy. Look, we knew when Durant went there in the summer of 2016 that he had gone to a team that could reach the finals without him, right? A team that could win 73 games without him a team that had won a title without him already and but some will say well but Kyrie and Kevin Love were hurt it would have been different you know they may not have won okay so they are just back to where they were before Durant went there if they don't win the championship Nick I think people will say okay it was a, a really nice run this does certainly help Steph to some degree but it wouldn't really reflect too poorly on Durant. I think a lot of people would say, okay, they beat a Denver team that was banged up, didn't have its second and third best players. They beat a Memphis team that was young and lost its best player midway through the series. And then they beat a Dallas team that was young and just had one star. So, and the West was a little down, more down than usual. So I think people would look oh, at it that way if they don't win, Twan. But if they win then it really begins to look bad for Durant. Because, yeah, look, people already have a mental asterisk by those championships. And it'll look this will make it even worse and make it feel like, heck, Bradley Beal could have went there. They replaced Durant with Jordan Poole, and they win a championship. So any decent player could have gone there and won those rings, and it'll make it, Twine, look like Durant, from a basketball standpoint, made a horrific you can't, it, 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 you can't emphasize how bad the decision to leave Golden State and go to Brooklyn was basketball-wise if they win this championship. Because he would have won who knows how many championships had he stayed in Golden State. People were already praising him, right? They had moved past, oh, he went to a 73-win team that beat him in the finals or in the Western Conference Finals. They had moved past it, and they were praising him. Another ch championship, and they would have probably, you know, moved past the mental asterisks and all that, and it would have just been all love for KD. Now, all of that's in jeopardy, Twan. 
I think I think you guys are kind of looking at it wrong. I don't think nothing that Golden State does moving forward affects KD. Um, obviously, mm. um, we all understand when he went there, um, it was really a, a shocker to us when he went to a team that won 73 games, that won NBA championship, that had three All-Stars. So he's always going to have that asterisk by his name um, when he gets into the – when we think about Kevin Durant and his championships. But the one thing I can say – is that I do not believe Golden State wins the two championships without KD. I don't think they get past LeBron anymore without KD. So I think that speaks volumes because KD went there and was really the difference, and he was the obviously the finals MVP. I think more personally, this is about KD and how he feels sitting at home watching these guys, and he could have been a part of this, and they could be working possibly on their fourth or fifth championship if we would have chose to stay. And I think that that hurts even more right. for him individually because he probably he left because of an argument. He left Draymond. Him and Draymond got into a, I'm not I don't know it's hundred percent, but it seems like he left because of that argument with with Draymond, and they got into he discussion that they didn't need him anymore, and he left a situation where they could have possibly won five or six titles. So, but I don't think anything that Golden State does a reflection of him. He did what he's supposed to do when he was there. He played the highest level. He brought them two championships. He's the Finals MVP, and we have to respect that. We, we, you know, we tried to, you know, we all were upset as competitors that he joined a team that that had three All Stars and was NBA champions and won seventy three games. But when he went there, he got the job done. So I respect that. I don't think nothing Golden State does moving forward will affect his legacy. Okay, mm. so I'm I'm going to throw a caveat on that and go the other way. First of all. I don't have any issue with Kevin Durant joining the Warriors. It's like watching Christian Bale and Natalie Portman pop up in that Thor trailer. Like, great! Looks like you guys are here. This will be even better. So I'm totally fine for it, and I think it was good for basketball. Here's the take, Nick, that I don't think you've thought of. What if the Celtics get past the Heat, and now it's Celtics-Warriors, and the Celtics, who have the best defense since New Year's in the league, all of a sudden start shutting down uh, Clay and start shutting down Steph, and they end up winning the championship. Is there a part of your yeah. mind then that we have the same energy? Like you know what, Warriors needed another dominant score. Warriors needed the fi- the two-time yeah. Finals MVP. And could Kevin Durant's legacy take a sneaky uptick if the Celtics end up winning? Well, I think that's Bruce's point, which is why he's saying the Warriors that's have to good, finish the yeah, job. Right. I and I and I buy that the the. It, where I'm going to try to bridge the gap between what Brew and I are saying, what you and Antoine are saying to a degree is, I agree, Antoine, that that, you, that Warriors team, if Durant, what if you just took that team and took Durant off it, they don't beat LeBron in 17. LeBron and that Cavs team in 18 is a different story. They know Kyrie. However, they wouldn't have been replacing Durant with nobody. Brew's point was, I think, if instead of adding Kevin Durant. He said Bradley Beal, or you add just another top 15 guy, would they have won those titles? I think the answer to that question is yes. I think that's the knock there. The knock is that a lot of guys, because it's not like those those finals were close against the Cavs. The only time it was close was against the Rockets. The, that there's a lot of guys that with that team and that infrastructure, if you took out Harrison Barnes and just put in another random all-star, they would have won those same titles. That's the question there. And so I think that's why there is 
the issue we're discussing. Right. Well, the Warriors right. are going to play either the Celtics or the Heat. Can the Celtics close out the Heat tonight? Antoine, stick around. This is going to be a fun conversation. Back after this. Good stuff. Time now for Stories to Start Your Morning. Brought to you by Ram Trucks. Built to serve our top story again. Mavs and Warriors. And the road ends here for Dallas. I mean, this is Golden State start to finish. Luka put up 28, but he shot just 10 for 28 from the field. So the Golden State Warriors are back in the finals for the sixth time in eight years. Here is Luka after the game. I don't like losing, especially not like this. I play like terrible. Uh, but uh, if we say on our season, we talk about the season, uh, I'm really proud of this team and everybody, every player, every staff member. Uh, nobody had us here, uh, but I promise we fought till till end. You know, uh, congratulations to Warriors. They were obviously the better team, uh, but you know, I'm really proud of this team. All right, Nick, you've been riding with Luca. What are your final thoughts with the season officially over? Oh, Jenna, I have so many. First of all, I I didn't notice it when he said it the first time. He is right. They fought to the end, and I do want to give them credit for that. They could have rolled over when it was nearly 25 points in the third quarter. And instead they fought. They went on a run. They got it to eight. It looked like for a moment we might actually have a competitive fourth quarter. And then they ran out of gas. And, Brew, that is, for the Mavericks, the story is twofold. For the team, they have to make a really tough decision. And the decision is, are we going to let Jalen Brunson walk for nothing? Or are we going to overpay Jalen Brunson when they probably in their heart know he's not good enough to be the second star on a title team? But they, you're gonna, Luca's is very shortly gonna get the super max, and then you pay Brunson because he upped his value so much. I don't, I don't know that I'd be willing to do that. So that's a really tough team building decision they have to make. Luca has to look himself in the mirror. And, son, I say this kindly, do it with your shirt off and be a little disappointed in yourself because he is great. (laughs) He is one of the most talented and transcendent and prodigal basketball players I've ever seen. Some of the passes he made last night, and he was bad last night. Some of the passes he made last night, Magic, LeBron, and Luka are the only guys with the size, the strength, and the vision to make some of those passes. He's incredibly tough. He's a great competitor. He's a better shooter than people give him credit for. However, he's not in shape. And in order for him to be able to go through what we saw, he had never been past round one. And you could see in this series at times he wore down. And the best way around that is to to fix the body a little bit, to not be a bad body guy. And so I give Luka all the credit in the world for dragging this Mavs team as far as he did. However, there, are, there is work to be done because I don't think he's a poor defender because he doesn't care. I think he cares massively. I think he's a poor defender because that is where he is conserving his energy. And at 23 years old, he oh, needs to have more energy. And the way to do that is to be in better shape. And so that's his offseason. Well, uh, Mavs have a tougher offseason, and then they'll be in great shape. Go ahead, sorry. And after the game, Nick, I was glad to hear Luca mention his defense and say he's got to get better 
on that end of the floor. So that's a step in the right direction. And this is how it typically works in the NBA. You have some playoff disappointments that shine a light on where you need to improve, what you need to work on, and the great ones do it. And Luka and the Mavs have absolutely nothing to be ashamed about. They went further than just about anybody except Nick thought they would go. All right, so they they deserve accolades. They had a fantastic season, and so did Luka. And Luka, Nick, I am not ready to go to all-time great playoff performer. I think it's still too early. He probably needs to win a title before we'll give him that you know, accolade. But he is en route. He's en route statistically, production-wise, his impact on winning, the success he's already had as a 23-year-old just in his fourth season. He's en route to all-time, all-time greatness, all right? Now, the Mavericks, they got a lot of decisions to make. And one of them is, you mentioned Brunson, but Luka getting in shape. But also, they got to figure out what's the best way for us to play and maximize Luka and the second star, whoever that is that they can eventually get. Because I'm not convinced that they can win it with Luka being a one-man show. Cleveland couldn't win it in LeBron's first go-round there with him as a one-man show. And and when you run into, when you're so ball-dominant and you create all your own offense, you create the offense for all your teammates, when you run into Wiles, a team that is talented and plays five-man basketball like the old Spurs of Tim Duncan or the Warriors of Steph Curry, nine times out of ten, you're going to lose. We saw it with LeBron. We've seen it with James Harden. And that's what they got to figure out, the right way to play to where if they get a second star to maximize him next to Luka. And I don't know how many second stars that are really great, truly great, want to play next to Luka because he's so ball-dominant and creates everything. So they got to figure that out, too. Because whilst uh, uh, New Orleans is getting better, Golden State's not going anywhere. Uh, 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 The Clippers are going to be back. Clippers. Um, 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 Denver's going to be be healthy and better. So the West is getting, the West is going to be better next year than it is now. So they got to improve. Yeah, so a quick story. One time I went to Washington, D.C. with my family, and I was at the Bureau of Printing and Engraving, basically a fancy way of saying where they print money. And you take a little tour, and there's all the money being printed. And there's a little sign there as like a joke, and it says, so close, but so far away. And I was up looking, I was like, "Eh, that seems kind of messed up. (laughs) But that's how I feel like the Mavs are going to the finals. It's like, man, we were right there. We were right in the Western Conference. We could have done it. It's like, yeah, you were close, but I actually think you guys are sneaky far away. If, if with a healthy jaw next year and all those teams that Broussard listed, I expect the Lakers to be able to do something. I expect, like, the Rockets to sneak into the, the play-in. I oh, think oh, the Mavs are sneaky, are sneaky far. Oh, the Rockets are going to be good. I think, the, I think the Mavs are sneaky far away, and Mark Cuban and Nico need to go out there and grab somebody immediately 
or else you're going to have the same fate as the Hawks. As last year, Eastern Conference Finals, same draft class, Trey did great. No, stop oh, it. Oh, my goodness. We were in the Eastern. I'm no. not going to stop. It's the same thing. It's the same thing happens. The same draft class. One guy carried a team further than you thought, ran into a super team. Like, man, we are not close. Trey got swept. Luca won a game. Congratulations. I'm just saying you, if you should tell Mark Cuban and your son, be aggressive in going after Star because this is you're not guaranteed to be better. You will probably be no, worse I agree next year with unless that you make part. a major move. Okay, I okay, hold on. I agree with that part. Listen, the Cavs, the team that I was comparing this Mavs team to all year when I said they were gonna make the finals was the 07 Cavs. And guess what? That 07 Cavs team didn't make another finals. Or th that Cavs team didn't make another finals until LeBron left and came back. Right? So I agree with you. It, you do not finish where you start. You don't start where you finish. Pardon me. But the Luca Trey comparison is idiotic. And I, I, I am sorry to end the week on that, but it's impossible. I can't stand it. Luca had been in the playoffs before and been amazing. Trey had not. Luca might be a, a below average defensive player. Trey Young, one would, could argue, is the single worst defensive player that gets big minutes in all of basketball. Trey Young is not as efficient as Luka. Trey Young is not as impactful as Luka. So they, they, they're not the Hawks. They're flatly not the Hawks. They also, however, I think, Brew, I think the flip side to your, your concern is, the, who would want to play with Luka, is there are certain guys, I'll pick one out of the hat, Bradley Beal, who I, I bet Luka might be his number one pick of a co-star. Oh, Someone that's going to get me even more open shots is going to do the things I don't do well. Like, so there are, I think there are a lot of big men. I'm, listen, I don't want Rudy Gobert anywhere near the Mavericks. However, I bet Rudy Gobert would love to play with Luka Doncic. Like, there are other big men that I think would. So I think Luka's going to be fine. And I apologize to Wilds for calling, is saying it was idiotic at the end of the week. But yesterday he told his best friend that I'm not his friend and I'm very wounded by that. And so until Wilds and I become friends, I'm going to call him idiotic to end audience. every week. It all it happens. This Sorry, is in the world. We're all friends. <laughs> we this all love each other. Have a great weekend. <laughs> we'll see you on Monday. <laughs>